0: Welcome to Deep Focus, a radio show about movies in New Haven. I'm your host, Tom Breen, and I'm joined today by a a repeat guest, someone who has been on for, I think this may be your third or fourth episode, but I will say you have the unique distinction of having been on the only show where we lost the recording after it. So That's right. all you listeners who listened live to, to Trish Clark and Patrick Whalen on the show in July of 2017... Yeah. You're the only ones who will ever have heard that show. So <laughs> the I only
1: time Pat was on, too. The
0: only time Pat was on. Ah, and he's not here for and reasons he's... we'll talk about in a second, I'm sure. <laughs> right. But before we go any further, I want to say first, it's great to have you back. Trish Trish, the producer of uh, New Haven's 48-hour film, Project New Haven, which we'll be talking about shortly. But mm-hmm. welcome back.
1: Thank you. I'm also your first guest ever, too. First
0: guest ever, that's right. All the way back in August of mm-hmm. 2015 to talk yeah. about the 48 as well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. So it's that time of year. That, yeah. You know, this this is really my introduction to active, like actual movie making in New Haven, the mm-hmm. 48-hour film project. Uh, since you're the person at the helm of it, why don't you, could you introduce listeners who may not be familiar with it already to what is what is 48? What's sure. your role with it?
1: So I'm the city producer. The 48-Hour Film Project is the longest running time film competition in the world. And so this is year 8 for New Haven. It's year 19 for the 48 in general. And uh, for the 48, teams of filmmakers sign up, and they have to make a short 4-7 to minute film in 48 hours. They write it, script it, act it, score it, do everything in those 48 hours. On Friday night of our filming weekend, which is July 27th through 29th, uh, the filmmakers pick a film genre out of the hat so they don't know what they're going to get till they get there. And they will have two genres to choose from. So they sl- pick their you know, film genre out of the hat, which is, it could be comedy or Western. And they would have to make one of those. And then they get assigned a specific character prop and line of dialogue. And those are the same ones for all. In this case, we have 30 teams right now. We'll probably have more by, by next week kickoff. And they will have the specific character prop and line of dialogue that must be in their film. So last year it was Grant or Grace Broha, a cheerleader. And I think the prop last year was a wallet. And it was the line was, let me tell you something. So it's usually like a generic line that could easily fit into any dialogue.
0: And I'm going to ask you, to, could you pull the mic a bit closer to Or maybe re- Perfect, just like that. Um, and so tell us a bit. So you said 30 teams have signed up thus far mm-hmm. for the 2018 edition, which yep. uh, we will get to the specific times and, and locations. But what, what kinds of folks participate in 48? Are these professional filmmakers? Are these amateurs? Everywhere in between?
1: Everywhere in between. That's a good way to put it. So yeah, we have a wide range. We have people that do this professionally. People that do it like weekend warriors that want to do it. Uh, students. We have a 10-year-old SAG actress who leads a team. And uh, she's actually the youngest team leader of any 48 in the world. So she got that distinction last year, and she's back again this year. But, of course, she was younger last year. So we'll <laughs> stick with that, you know, the younger. And young was,
0: was she a Screen Actors Guild certified actress last year as well? Or yes, that... she
1: was, yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. Is she a New Havener?
1: Uh, well, she's a Connecticutite. She's yeah, not from okay. New Haven. She's, I think Southington is
0: Wonderful, so, yeah, um, yeah, and I should say the I've um, for I, I want to make sure to ask the the broad questions for people who may not be familiar with it already, but uh, the Independent has covered the forty eight uh, mm-hmm. many a time in years past. Yeah. I've usually spent the weekend following around different teams, and it really has been a wonderful crash course in terms of the diversity of mm-hmm. of teams of of uh, of filmmaking experience that goes into these different four to seven minute movies. Mm-hmm. I think last year. Uh, I was with a team led by a uh, an Italian PhD at, at Yale, yep. um, mm-hmm. and also by Isaac Blau. It wasn't one of the team leaders, but there was a, a nine-year-old who featured very mm-hmm. prominently in yeah. the direction of some of the scenes. Um, but so you really, really do get the full range. In terms of the teams that have registered thus far, those 30, mm-hmm. um, do they look like a pretty representative bunch from what you've seen in years past? Is are there I, I feel more like New Haveners and have, Connecticutites than usual or less?
1: There, there are actually. So I feel like we have a good group so far. Uh, usually you don't have to be from New Haven or even from Connecticut to do it. You just have to sign up and have at least one team representative at the kickoff and drop off. Um, but we have notoriously had teams from out of state as well and kind of usually more from out of state than from in state, but this year it completely flipped. And out of like out of the thirty, I'd say at least like twenty twenty five are Connecticut based, which I find very encouraging. I love that we have more creative Connecticut people stepping up to take part in this competition.
0: Wow, that is yeah. so exciting! Here, uh, I'm gonna. You may not have an answer, but why? Why do you think that is? I do
1: <laughs> not know why. That that's a great. Are question. these
0: familiar faces even from outside no, of 48 have, for you?
1: We have. Um, it's always a mix. We do have some new people that, like, are brand new. I don't know who they are, and we'll find out next week at the kickoff. Um, And then we have sometimes what I think happens a lot is people might be on a team one year and then realize the next year, well, now I want to be in charge. So they've branched off to do their own team. And I don't always get to know everybody on the team because it could be two people. It could be 50. You know, I don't know. Um, But then they've, you know, decided they had a great time. They want to do it again, but they want to be in charge this time. So they'll make their own team.
0: So you've laid out the uh, the general uh, scope of the of the 48-hour film projects and the criteria that go into each movie, but you held... I wonder if you could give our listeners a taste of the types of movies that are actually made. You held a, a screening last night at Best Video in Hamden mm-hmm. of some of the the best movies to come out of the 2017 competition. Yep. Uh, could you just quickly maybe tell us about one or two of the movies that played last night just to give us a sense of... You know, how how someone might incorporate a Grace or a Grant Broha sure. uh, and a wallet into a four to seven minute movie.
1: <laughs> so uh, last night, what we screened was the, the best of 2017. So there were 10 films uh, that all won at least one award last year. And uh, they range from, we had a couple pictures in the New Haven Independent article this morning. And there's one that had Grant or Grace Broha, the cheerleader, and it was... Uh, Grant Broha in a cheerleading uniform and just walked through someone on this rather odd scavenger hunt of like finding a picture and going And he picked a picture out of his wallet, so that's you know just generic as it was. He opened up his wallet and picked the picture out um, and it was it was mysterious and very bizarre and and very funny. most people end up, whether they intend to or not, throwing some comedy into the forty eights a lot of times um, there was also. It's another good one from last night. Uh, Mama's Dream, done by Dutch Elm Disease, who is, Ben's been on this show before as well. Uh, they had kind of a um, hectic movie where someone was, you know, a bookie was after somebody for, for doing something that they didn't like, so to speak. And But then they were had a fight scene up on East Rock, and someone threw him over East Rock railing, which was <laughs> fun to see. Um, you know, so it's, you can do whatever you want. You know, in in terms of the forty, it's a wide. You know, as long as you're within your genre, it's wide open to interpretation, and so we get all different things that happen.
0: So let's say someone's listening right now and they think, "Huh, this is great. I I so want to participate, or mm-hmm. I so want to watch some of the movies that are made through this." You mentioned that this year's competition weekend is July twenty seventh to the 29th, which mm-hmm. is um, a week from uh, tomorrow. If you're listening live, uh, to the last weekend of July. But uh, where where is this taking place? How do how do people participate? Mm-hmm. How do they take part in the fun of 48
1: well you can still sign up right up to the kickoff and you can just go onto our website to sign up which is just www.48hourfilm.com backslash new haven or go on our facebook page and hit the sign up button and you can register your team and sign up and um the screen so the kickoff and drop off for the teams will be at the rough draft in hamden and
0: so that's formerly the space formerly up on Treadwell, space. Treadwell Avenue, I think is the yep. Treadwell Street, Treadwell mm-hmm. something. Yep. Um, that kind of industrial park of yep. music venues.
1: Yep, so nice parking lot there as well. And uh, the screenings will be, the premiere screenings will be kind of probably groups of 10 to 12 films at a time. And that will be at the all-new State House, which we will be opening up on State Street very soon. And that is going to be on Wednesday, August 1st. And Thursday, August second, and then when we, uh, after the judges get to look at everything and make their decisions, we'll have our Best of Awards night uh, back at the Bijou Theater in Bridgeport, and that'll be Friday, August twenty fourth.
0: And then some of these movies even have a, a trajectory or lifespan after the that mm-hmm. final award screening. Can you tell us about what happens after the the Bijou Theater screening?
1: Sure. So the winner of the city goes on and screens at Filmapalooza, which is kind of like the Oscars for the forty eight hour film project and that's in different places each year. Last year it was in Paris. Uh, this year it will be in Orlando ne- come next March. They just announced that this week. So um, the winner gets to go there and screen against all the other winners of, of different 48s in different cities, and they get their trophy. And then 10, of them, 10 to 12 of them go on to screen it to Cannes. And so our winner last year at Filmapalooza got Best Editing over the, all the 48s in the world, and then they got to screen at Cannes. As wow. Well. So yeah, that was very exciting. Did
0: you team. talk with the filmmakers after that Ken screening just to hear about that experience? Or did you hear they, anything about how they couldn't how that went?
1: afford the trip to go, unfortunately. <laughs> so they were very upset about that. But uh, but
0: their movie played nevertheless, even if they were not present.
1: That is right. Yeah. And set. they actually they weren't even at Filmapalooza in Paris because, again, not a cheap trip. So um, and but they live streamed those awards. So I was I was watching them at work. Um, you know, watching the live stream and, uh, and I heard the music cause theirs was a road movie, but, uh, with distinct music and it was like a road instead of driving down the road, they traveled down the path of a bar and got through many different distractions and diversions. And so again, a wide open berth for what the definition of the genre is. And, um, so I heard the music and I was like, what's that? You know? And I, and I was like, oh my God, they just won. Like what? And I, I am not kidding, Tom. I started crying. I started tearing up. I was so happy for them, and they weren't watching the live stream. So I, you know, immediately started messaging them, and they're like, "No, Trish, you're kidding." I was like, "No." So I got to, you know, tell them, and I was like, "Oh, and by the way, you're going to Cannes," and that was one of the best professional moments I ever had you know, to to say that to the team.
0: What a wonderful story. So I, I, I'm not surprised that you get emotional <laughs> over that because. You, so you mentioned this is the 8th annual 48 in mm-hmm. New Haven, and you have been there for all 8. You you brought yep. this uh, I brought to this New here. Haven. Mm-hmm. And I should say that the 48 has been around, I think, since 2001 or the very early 2000s. And now it takes place in over 100 cities around yep. the world. Right? This mm-hmm. is really an international competition. So it is no mean feat to to make it all the way, to, mm-hmm. to win Best Editing, yeah. to uh, to make it all the way to the Cannes Film Festival. Um, so uh, why do you do this every year? You know, what... <laughs> Why eight, year, eight years? I'm crazy. The glamour, the glitz, the celebrity—I'm sure. But um, you know what? What gets you excited about this uh, pretty hectic weekend and weeks worth of planning? Uh, oh, of weeks. <laughs> months, sure, I only plan this for a couple weeks. Decades no, I, worth of planning. I mean, I work on it all, do do year, it all
1: year round, and I mean, this is just this is what I love to do. I love producing. Uh, my background is in producing TV and then film and. Um, It's just what I love to do. And I love to work with all the different creative participants and connect them to more creative participants. And we have a very nice group that is very supportive of each other. Um, You know, they come to the screenings. Everyone's happy for everybody else. Because, you know, some films are great. Some films aren't. But you know what? You did it. You set out to make a film over the weekend, and then it's up on a screen. And, And that's fantastic. And it's just... It's a good collaborative collaborative effort, and, and we like to do that. And and we like to get all creative people together. You know.
0: Well, I think that's a perfect transition to one of the other big projects that you've been working on mm-hmm. uh, over the past. Well, I guess year, but really launched in in January. Maybe you've been working on it for for even longer. But well, that, yeah, we worked on it behind the scenes Institute. for a little
1: while. But then yeah, we're in our first year with the Nutmeg Institute.
0: So yeah. tell so tell uh, me and the listeners a bit about what the Nutmeg Institute is, how it um how it relates to your work with with Forty Eight and also the New Haven Documentary Film Festival, which uh, we've had a number of shows on over the mm-hmm. years. Uh, the annual documentary film fest uh, co curated and directed by Gorman Bouchard and Charles Musser. Um, How how does the Nutmeg Institute play into those two?
1: Well, so the Nutmeg Institute is uh, myself, along with Patrick Whalen, who runs the 48 with me, and our third partner, Michael Field, who has also been on the show before with you. Uh, We kind of got together and wanted to start the Nutmeg Institute to, again, get creative people together to have a spot to get, you know, education, workshops, uh, connections, just like if I'm shooting, maybe I can float out, see what kind of cast and crew I can get, where I can get equipment, good rentals, like just kind of working together and, and, and networking and making everyone stronger because of it. Um, our third partner, Michael Field uh, w- likes to say, he's like, you know, this is what I wish was around when I started in the business, you know, many, many years ago, cause we're a little older. Um, you know, so this is, this. it's a whole different day and age from from when we started in the business where you, you know, I worked at VH1 for years and you got that job and then you were there and you went from one show to the next show. You just did production after production, um, but that also have, had a huge umbrella that was Paramount, that was Viacom, you know, and now, you know, it's freelance and you can do it on your phone. You don't have to always have, you can do Kickstarter. You can do Indiegogo, you know. You can do these things on your own the way you want to do them. But then once you do it, where are you going to show it? What are you going to do? So these are, you know, we kind of wanted a spot to help people navigate through all this stuff. So because well, I- we've had some experiences, you know, at, at various festivals, and so now the Nutmeg is uh, is overseeing the Forty Eight. You know, it's me and Pat, anyways. Uh, we are uh, one of the, we're the managers of NH Docs. So we're going to try to make that even bigger and better and get more funding for that to keep expanding that as it's been growing over the last few years. Um, we've hosted some workshops and done some training and we'll be doing more of that. And So it's these things like sometimes NHdocs or the 48, they think, oh, this is just once a year. No, this because of the nutmeg, we're keeping everything around all the time. So this is always a resource to go back to, always a pool of people to go back to and to connect. with.
0: So I want to ask you what, uh, your favorite thing that you've done thus far through the Nutmeg since launching officially uh, almost eight months ago now, but uh, I want to share one one of my favorite um, parts of the Nutmeg that I found just uh, looking through the Nutmeg's website earlier today, and that's in the the blog that you keep
1: mm-hmm.
0: on the site. I've what is the URL for the site? Do you remember Nutmeg Institute dot Dot com Pretty sure. um yeah. <laughs> So I, I saw a guest post by a Connecticut filmmaker named Charles Roxburgh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, who was talking about how inspired he was uh, to make horror, low budget horror movies by watching something called the Spine Tinklers horror movies series on WTXX mm-hmm. in Waterbury and Hartford and New Haven growing up, mm-hmm. and he came across at a local video store. Uh, with a friend, a VHS of a movie called "Attack of the Beast Creatures," and as he was watching that low-budget movie, he and his friend said, "Huh, that doesn't look like <laughs> California. <laughs> that kind of looks like Stratford, Connecticut. Right. <laughs> that looks like that looks Connecticut." Very familiar. And then in the credits of the movie, they saw indeed the movie had been made in Stratford, and yeah. they felt so inspired that this movie that they rented at a video rental store could have been made in Connecticut. That they went out and made their own called "Don't Let the River Beast Get mm-hmm. You." Um, De- definitely one of the funnest things that I saw on, on the NetMex blog, but I wonder if you could... And it just so, got
1: posted today. It, <laughs> how perfe- oh, perfect. <laughs> very new. Yeah.
0: Um, but I, I feel like it kind of encapsulates the, the spirit of um, of local filmmaking inspiring mm-hmm. other you know amateur filmmakers or professionals to to make movies in Connecticut, to yeah. make movies where they're from. Um, can you tell me and the listeners one or two things that you are proudest of or... That you had mm. the most fun doing thus far in under the aegis of the nut bag?
1: Um It's a good question. Uh, we uh, we had a partnership with uh, Ed Advance, with, so with um, teaching some after school kids production, and so that was through um, the Boys and Girls Club. And uh, that was uh, at a Waterbury branch, but um, you know, kids who had never even seen a camera then got to do a short film after a few weeks of training, you know, and maybe they'll make a 48 someday. But that's—it's like just getting them excited about something and learning that, like, you can do this. Like, because I mean, even when I was growing up, like, I, I watched TV all the time. That's how I told the time. I'm like, oh, the Muppets are on. This, I know what time it is. You know, and and then. Like I remember when I went to my high school guidance counselor was like, "Well, you could do that for a living." I'm like, "Oh, really?" Like so, I mean, that's something that like inspired me. Like, "Oh, it's not just a hobby." Or well, it is, but then that can turn into what you do all the time. And that's you know, so that makes me proud. I like that.
0: Are there any upcoming events? for the nutmeg institute for NH Docs, i mean 48 is the big one and we about that is the but big anything one else we should keep our eyes out for yeah but?
1: so 48 is the big one because you know filming uh next weekend and then the screenings and the best of so that kind of is the the high occupancy time <laughs> right now of, of year for the 48 but uh for NH Docs, we're gonna do stuff like uh like probably once a month like have something a screening here or there and it might be, I think we're going to have a screening of an an even newer version of the pizza movie at Nebco in September. We're going to have, um, the Village is going to screen on um, Worcester Square Park outdoors, which will be nice, in September as well. Oh, great. Um, so we're, we're trying, and we're trying to spread it out. So they all might not write, be right here. Because maybe we'll do um, something at Best Video. We're, get, we're lining up to do some screenings there. Maybe at Quinnipiac. So we're spreading out. So it's uh, Connecticut. It's not just here. It's And it's getting the word out with different productions and different creative people that this is, we're a viable option. Like you said, like, you know, when you, when uh, Chris saw the movie, the VHS of, and so this was shot in Connecticut, You can shoot so many things in Connecticut. We have every season. We have every location from a mansion to, you know, to a river walk. You know, I mean, like you can find anything here. And so why shouldn't we be like a nice hub? And we're between two big ones. We're between Boston and New York. So, and we have the people. We have the drive. Let's make it happen.
0: I think that is as good a place to, to, (laughs) and it's any, let that be the go to you listeners who I'm sure... Are listening because you're interested in local movies to check out 48 if you haven't mm-hmm. done so already. Um, and I, I love how you mentioned how kind of roving the nutmeg is because you've already mentioned uh, the rough draft is going to be the kickoff and mm-hmm. drop-off location for the 48 screenings will take place at the state house and at the Bijou Theater. You had something at Best Video last mm-hmm. night. You kind of in Worcester Square. You're going to be having a village screening. So it's really all over this area of Connecticut. So yeah,
1: we try to spread the love.
0: Good way yeah. to check out all the different interesting cultural spots. Um, in this area can you share one more time the website for 48 in case people or just how people can register for
1: yeah you, our website is www.48hourfilm.com backslash Haven, or you can find us on facebook and the sign up button is there as well which will lead you right to the website
0: and okay. anything else that you want to plug before before we go any other uh, just websites? Fo-
1: follow <laughs> us like us on 48 hour film project the nutmeg institute and reach out to us say hi
0: you can find <laughs> links to all the stuff we spoke about today at deepfocusradio.com, where you can also find nearly three years of conversations about movies in New Haven, uh, only one of which is not, not on, on that website <laughs> because of technical difficulties. We will not discuss any further, but this one, I'm sure, will be posted post days. Thanks again for coming in, Trish.
1: Thanks for having me.